wine. Today's episode is called "How Bad Things Can Be Good Things." That is a very catchy title. Please tell me why we're talking about this. Um, why? Why are we doing this?、Uh, we are talking about this、um, mostly.、Uh, a few months ago, we talked about、um, our experiences、uh, with layoffs,、uh, particularly mine. I I published a tweet about、uh, what happened to me six years ago when I was laid off. From my first job as a product designer,、um, I saw that there were a lot of layoffs happening, and so I thought it would be useful to share what I went through and sort of what I would have liked to、uh, hear when I got laid off. So maybe I can start by telling a little bit of that little story, and then we can yeah, well, discuss what, it. What happened?、Uh, so what happened is that.、Mm, The company I was working for was in hyper growth mode. Like they hired a massive product team. There were a hundred of us, and after we had spent the entire summer in crunch mode,、um, we released a new feature that kind of was、uh, pivoting the entire business model、uh, of the company. And a few weeks after that.、Um, Some of us received an email、uh, about this massive meeting that we needed to attend to,、um, and we talked among ourselves. And not everyone had received that email, and so there were rumors that we were going to get laid off.、Uh, so we were at least a little bit、uh, alert about it. And then we went in the next day, and、um, I think it was seventy-five percent of us got. Uh, laid off. They put us all in a room. This was like way before COVID.、Um, and and they said, "Well, everybody in this room, we're so sorry, but you're not going to continue with us." And that was very traumatic. That was my first job as a product designer. I was a junior at the time. I was feeling like really eager to become a senior. I thought like first you're a junior and then you're a senior, and and you know I could maybe accomplish that in one year. And what I accomplished in a year was to Get the feeling that I had gotten fired,、um, and so yeah, for for a few days, I just partied with everybody else that had been laid off. We just were crying and laughing and kind of just being cynical about life. And I thought that I wasn't going to be able to find another another job because I didn't have enough experience, and I just felt really really scared. And I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of、uh, self doubt. For a while, but after a month or so, I ran out of money, and I was like, "Okay, I need to like really get serious about this, finding a job, and and getting myself into a better situation." And what happened after is, I spent a couple weeks looking for jobs. I got a lot of rejections, but I ultimately got a really awesome job in Paris. I was living in Madrid at the time, and so that. Layoff kind of led me to just apply to anything that felt even like far fetched to me that like no employer is going to want to move me to a different country for me to work as a junior product designer or um and I ended up getting that job at, at Algolia in Paris and that's the job that where I learned how to love like the startup、uh, world how to love SaaS products. 
um it taught me a lot about like really good uh work culture um and it, it took it took that hitting rock bottom for me to decide that I could move to a different country that I had nothing to lose that I could just try and of course I didn't have a lot of responsibilities at the time so it was an easy decision to make for me but if it wasn't for that then I would have never worked in an international environment I would have never uh, found out about design systems at scale like everything that I love today and that I feel I have accomplished today came from that moment that Firstly, it sounds pretty scary. The particularly the moment where you said you ran out of money, that to me was like, oh my, <laughs> I would never know what I would be feeling like in that situation. Do you think that you would have ultimately ended up where you are now, even if this hadn't happened, or would it did that crash make you reevaluate all the things? Um I think in general, I, I I I like to think that I trust my instinct, and I think I would have always ended up working in design systems. Um, I don't think I would have been able to maybe land my job at GitHub because I needed to learn a lot about um, autonomous uh, like work about being able to uh, work under stress in an international environment, like all the things I learned, learned at Algolia. It's not that I would have not learned them, but I think it would have taken me a lot longer. Um, I think the the tech scene here in Spain is very different than the one in France. Um, I think that being in a new country also like forced me to like really get to know myself and kind of realize how I project myself in the world, like on social media, like we talked about the other day. Um, so I think maybe I would have gotten somewhere uh, I enjoyed, but I think that Algolia was definitely like that catalyst for me. Yeah, I don't have the exact same experience. I do have a similar experience in maybe in a fragmented way. I was my first job. They well, we were failing as a business. And that meant that in the end, the company was sold basically for assets, like liquidated to another company, which meant that I either moved to a different town in the UK, which I didn't want to go to, to go and work basically in the warehouse of this new company or not. And I decided not to, which meant that I had to leave London, go back to my parents and kind of think about stuff. <laughs> um, what ended up happening, and I think this was just, a result of networking is that I was recommended this job from a guy I met at university years before. And it was at a charity is, uh, as a junior web developer, actually not a designer. Wow. And I had nothing to lose. Uh, so I came to London for the day, went to the interview. Uh, I was asked to write code with pencil and paper <laughs> and I did it because I was like, well, you know, what, what else have I got here? And I was flying. I decided in this time off that I was going to go on a holiday with my friends. So I paid for this expensive flight to Thailand. And the day after the interview, I was going to fly. And I could tell my dad was like, you don't have a job and you're going on holiday. They called me the day before, well, maybe the morning before I went and said, yeah, we'd want to hire you. And 
I then became a junior web developer for a bit in this charity. And I still talk to the guy who hired me now. And he said to me, yeah, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to that code you were writing or anything. I just liked you as a person. I thought we could get on really well. I was like, well, why do you make me write code on paper? Anyway, that's kind of one, one side of it. The second is that a few years after that, after I'd left that charity and went to work in a news company, I was stuck in that job. I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't, I was applying for jobs for a, a year. I think I mentioned this before and I couldn't get any interviews. So I left the country and went to Australia. And in this job that I couldn't leave, I was kind of somebody who just did stuff. I was kind of doing Photoshop infographics here and I was doing a bit of front end over there, working on the website and doing anything people kind of needed in a creative way. But when I went to Sydney, I became a product designer. And if I hadn't have done that, it wouldn't have opened up what I am in now. So again, really st sticky things that I was in where the company was failing or I couldn't leave, but it forced something else to happen. And I'm not saying that happens to everybody, but I think that for a combination of a bunch of different things, it was, it kind of worked out in the end, even though it was pretty sucky whilst it was happening. Yeah. Like, do you ever think that did, did you ever think that you would end up like where you are today or like, is it, does it feel like something that surprised you along the way? Um, I would never, ever have thought, firstly, that I would get hired as a designer. That is, that was a, a completely wild situation. When I came back from Australia, actually, I was applying for a bunch of jobs and didn't get any look in. And I was just thinking, this is difficult. Until the point where I found um, this tweet and I DM'd the CEO on on Twitter and said, are you hiring? And he said, yes, I had an interview and I got the job in the end for his product design position. And I said to myself during that interview process, if I don't get this, I'm going to go traveling for a long time because it's clearly not going to work for me. But I was given that break by that company, which then led me to, that was a company just before this one. So that, let, that now led me to here because I was given a chance and given a, a bite effectively. That is super interesting that it, it's not that you like went on LinkedIn and applied and like did like a whole, you know, routine about it is you saw a tweet. And I think that that's maybe like the biggest, uh, I wouldn't say learning because it, there's still like chance uh, about it, but I think it's just it's something to think about um, whenever you find yourself in a bad situation. Uh, I think the fact that you were in that situation caused you to uh, pay attention to certain things, right? Like for me and uh, the Algolia thing, I, in my mind, I was thinking about getting, I need to get a job. And this is like, this is who I am now. I am someone who needs a job and I'm thinking about this all day. It's not the same as applying to jobs while you have another job, while you're in a comfortable situation. Uh, and so I, um, someone from that company responded to a story in, um, in, in my Instagram and this story was from this decoration that I was seeing at this I think it's Robert Robert Walter or some sort of like recruiting company that I was at like waiting for uh, an interview and I took a picture of this decoration the person was like 
oh, that's so cool. Like, where's that from? And I'm like, oh, it's from this like recruiting agency. And by the way, I'm looking for a job. And that was the start of everything. It's like, there is definitely luck that went into that. If that person hadn't like replied to my story for something completely unrelated, maybe I would have not gotten that job. Yeah. Uh, but when you're in a situation, especially like you hit rock bottom, like you, you are on a mission to get out of that situation then that's when you start communicating more that it's like you're more receptive and you express more often like what you're looking for yeah do you think that these situations have changed changed the way that you view change generally yeah yeah um i think this one and many other things like worst things that have happened in my life uh because at the end of the day losing a job in 2015 is is, is a, it was a bad thing at the time but I can now with perspective there's definitely worse things that have happened and um I think I can probably like cite a really good change that has come uh, a really good thing that has come from every change that I've been through um I think there is always a phase of like panicking and anxiety that has to come with change. It's, it's not, we're not going to be stupidly positive right now and be like, oh, change is beautiful. Just embrace whatever happens to you. No, like that's never the case. So there's different phases, but I think all, I always think something good has to come out of it. Like something I, I get, I have the chance to improve something about my life. Yeah, we don't want this to become a LinkedIn post. <laughs> <This podcast. laughs> no. I, I, I think I'm quite similar. However, I do find it very difficult. Whenever, whenever there's a blip in the road, my instinct is this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Everything's over. Uh, I go from 100 to zero really quickly, and I have to pull myself back. Really, and it's, I find it really difficult to do that, but it happens every single time. And um, so that's just my, my learning is maybe it's not the worst thing ever because there are worse things and you kind of appreciate what, what you do have rather than saying everything is the worst it's ever been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's definitely like different types uh, of people when it comes to change. And I think like maybe in in a group of friends or in a family or in a couple, like it's good that there are different perspective, perspectives around change. Uh, in my case, I'm always someone who needs change. Like if, if I go too long doing the same thing or uh, everything seems a little bit stuck, then I get more anxious than if suddenly some like change happens. I get, I go into let's work on this mode when there's change. Um, and I've ob observed at work something that happens often when there's a project and someone is working on a project and then suddenly that project gets canceled. Um, some people like really feel affected by this and I, and I sort of understand why, but for me, it's, it, it's something that in my mind, like the first thing I go is like, well, there was probably a lot more that could have been improved. So like, let's just move on to use that as a learning and let, let's move on to the next project. Well, that's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit more because as I mentioned before, the, the mindset I had of I would never be hired as a designer was 
almost centrally because my portfolio is almost non-existent. I don't really have one, mostly because all, a lot of the places I've worked or the things I've worked on don't exist anymore, which means it's very hard to prove what I did. And maybe screenshots are old, or even if it, it does still exist, the thing that I worked on within the thing doesn't. So I find it very difficult to curate my design experience or design what I want to be excellent at because it, it's just not there. So how do you, if somebody really likes that, how do you manage it? Uh, yeah, that is a really good question. Um, I mean, I'm not above like big projects, uh, like unsolicited redesigns and um, all sorts of like creative uh, projects, like personal projects. Um, I get that there's a time investment that comes with that. Like it would really suck that you work so long in on like two big projects and then you can't share anything or they're, they don't, uh, you, you can't talk about like the success story behind it, right? Because there was no success to tell it to begin with. Um, but I think that there's also a perspective there, right? If you've worked on a project that ended or that was canceled or um, that didn't turn out as good as you wanted it to turn out, uh, there's still a learning to share there in a, in a thought process. And I think that when people are hiring, that's what they're looking for. They're trying to understand how you think and how you uh, faced certain situations. And the way you talk about that change can also be an indication of how you're going to perform at that job. Um, so I think like change is just part of the toolkit, like how you how you work with change. Yeah, I, I suppose that might be quite hard for people to to describe with it, without it being in person. But I think it was just on a sort of practical level, something is better than nothing, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And even if the project didn't finish, you can reflect on that and say, this is where we ended. We, we changed course or changed track because of this other thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that as long as you have something to show of that time that you were, were somewhere, you should you should be able to tell a story around it. Yeah, it might not be the story you want to tell, which I think is another angle of. I think we maybe we should do a separate portfolio discussion, but it's a different angle of that whole thing. Um, yeah. Speaking of change within maybe not necessarily our own individual design work, but within teams itself, sometimes we can join certain things, join projects, join teams where we are inheriting something that maybe we don't don't like the process of or the structure of or have seen it done differently in other places and, and navigating that and managing that can be really difficult in itself and that onboarding of hey how come you do it like this can be a challenge for certain people so have you got an experience in that and if you do what sort of advice would you have for somebody who's maybe facing that too um i had the the first thing that comes to mind when you mentioned that um there was a uh, a time when I was at Algolia, I was the first product designer uh, to be hired. And then um, soon after we hired a, another person that was um, more senior than me, 
and she was really, really good at organizing and uh, design operations and a lot of the things that I hadn't even heard of before for me was like output, 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 output. Um, and at the time I wasn't aware of uh, that I was an individual contributor. Uh, a few months after she was hired, uh, she was promoted and I wasn't. And shortly after that, uh, she became my manager. Mm -hmm. And that change was weird for me. I didn't, I didn't know how to handle it other than um, talk about it with her. I, I try to like on one side, I wanted to make sure I made her comfortable enough in that new dynamic because it's creating a new dynamic together in which now she's my boss. But at the same time, I wanted to express that I was feeling uncomfortable and that I wanted to be honest that I was jealous also that I like she had gotten promoted and it took me a long time to understand why she got promoted and why I didn't. And today I'm glad that it happened the way the way it did. Um, but for me, the only way to deal with that change, even though I was being irrational and I my feelings were getting the best of me, was to just share as much as I could, be transparent, um, and focus on the things I could control also, which yeah. was my work. Yeah. Speaking of things that uh, you can control, in in a previous job. I turned up to work one day and had been promoted to be a manager. What? <laughs> which was, should have kind of been in my control, but I, yeah, that was a nice surprise that day when that was announced. And that was, I'd never been a manager before. I'd never really had a manager that I thought was pushing me in a, in a direction. So I had no reference point about what that should look like which was a challenge and the reason why that was a good thing is because I now know that I don't want to do that I'd been given a free shot at being a manager I hadn't applied for it and maybe gone to a new company to do that and failed I was able to fail in something that I didn't even ask for which is a privilege in itself but now if, if like in my, in my current job and someone says, would you like to go for a manager position or something? My answer is no, because I know that I can offer so much more in my contributor uh, position. Wow. I, I didn't know about this. Yeah. Sometimes uh, confidence can get you into situations that you, you are not <laughs> fully ready for or want. Ah. Uh. I have a story like that also. I mean, I think mine's even worse. I think we could probably do a subset of how good things can be bad things. Mm -hmm. um, I accepted a job as a head of design at a news company um, when I had never even worked as a product designer of any kind, not even UX. I went straight from art direction in advertising company entered to head of design <laughs> at a company. And I thought I could do it. I thought, yeah, I mean, I'm good at the visual stuff. So I'm definitely gonna 
be able to do this and spoiler alert wasn't able to do it. it I got super depressed throughout the entire process because I was like what's what is wrong like I really believe like I didn't try to like lie to anybody I thought I could do it um and it was an awful awful experience I was there for four months the first month um was okay because it was more like around branding and then I also got paid my first real person salary then the remainder of my time there was three other months where I actually didn't get paid because the company wasn't doing so well um and I still had to go in every day and try to get a job done that I wasn't even sure like what what I had to do I was supposed to redesign the the platform and i I was trying to make decisions about the back end because I was like, <laughs> well, you start with the back end, right? So um, so that was definitely a good thing when the, like the day I got the job, I was like, awesome. And then it became a bad thing. And then ultimately became a good thing because I learned you need to get more experience. You there's I mean, every everything about that experience was a learning. I'm just got this image of you turning up in a trouser suit to a head of design internship for three months unpaid. And it's, uh, that's amazing. Yep. <laughs> um, so let's just uh, maybe address that not every bad thing can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is incredibly difficult to move out of situations, get that break or get just anything or something. I'm thinking particularly for people who are like on visas or anything like that, where you're actually really stuck if something bad does happen. But I think ultimately, I think we've probably both agreed that there needs to be some kind of progress in a direction. Mm -hmm. Because if you kind of stand still, then it's only really going to get worse from there. So what would you say to somebody who's like seemingly standing still, um, but needs like a, maybe it'll roll in a direction? Um, I think the most important part for me in that situation would be to um, make a little bit of uh, progress every day. And that can mean just spending five minutes of your day thinking about what you can do. What are the options? What are, what is the, um, this is a quote from Frozen, but what is the next right thing that you can do, right? Like this is what I this is what I tell myself when I am in an anxiety situation or um, whenever I I used to have a hard time getting out of bed. Like what is the next right thing that I can do? And maybe that thing is just to put a foot like outside of the bed. And maybe some other days that thing is to oh suddenly I'm wearing my workout clothes like you know, not every day you have the same motivation. Um, but just if you can't see what's in the future or what's in the future for you or what you want, uh, at least what can you do next? Yeah. That I used, to work, used, to work with, used to work with somebody who would say like 1% every week, uh, which is small, but on reflection, it's huge. That is the, the momentum that is the compound interest, I guess, of mm-hmm. your own progress over time to just make sure that something is happening and that might be writing a word on your resume or your cover letter or something every day to ensure that you are moving in a direction that is positive 
rather than just kind of stagnating and sitting still yeah. hoping something's going to change yeah because there's there's always like one little thing you can do that's that's the whole kind of philosophy behind the that um james clear book the atomic habits that is like so well known now uh that's like the only self-help book that has really worked for me because it taught me something really actionable it's like you can do like one little thing right now maybe that's just drinking water um and everything adds up i'm just thinking about something you said about what's the next good thing or right thing that i can do what about if it's a, a wrong thing? How, how would you even know? Um, I guess you can, you, you can, you can never be like fully sure. Um, but there is, if you can find at least one thing that makes you feel good, like that's already like better than doing nothing. Um, maybe in the form of like, if you're in a situation where you need to find a job or you like something, um, more like like practical like that is like maybe it's just going on twitter right or like yes you may come out of going on twitter worse than you <laughs> were in the first place but you might also find a tweet like you did like you did so okay well today's advice is go on twitter <laughs> it is not yeah. don't do that no. only do that if it's your last resort uh, thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next time bye